Hello everyone, welcome to the episode 86 of Solid Saturday. The guest we have today, Janoth, is a teacher, coach, speaker, writer, joy mentor and backcountry guide to the soul and kitchen dancer on a mission to help leaders discover their most joyful life paths through the wildness of their souls. She helps business owners and entrepreneurs learn to approach their business and their life from a place of authentic joy and playfulness. As a leadership coach, mindfulness meditation teacher, former professional alpine ski instructor, and masterful student of life, Jan offers a unique blend and approach to her work, including her signature process of the happiness prism, through which she guides her clients to build a no regrets life. Jan can be found embodying her joy message, skiing and hiking the mountains of Jackson Hole, surfing the waves of Costa Rica, sailing the seas of Caribbean, meditating with moose, speaking at women's leadership summits, facilitating JOY, joy coaching programs and retreats, and at home in her log cabin in the woods with her beloved family of two kids, Australian husband and Bernie's mountain dog. Wow, such an interesting profile. So I can't wait here, wait more to hear more from her. So let's just welcome her and hear more about her career journey. How did she find her area of interest and managing to lead that? Hey, hi, Jan. Very happy to have you on the show and really appreciate all your time and consideration being on the show. Ah, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. Yeah, pleasure is all mine. And uh, to start with, we have our first section, which is more over like a passion or the interest. So how did you find your interest in coaching or the mentoring and what motivates you to be where you are today? Oh, my goodness. Well, my um, passion for coaching actually started in the form of ski instruction. Mm -hmm. And I had the pleasure and honor of um, falling in love with skiing as a I think I was 11 at the time and I fell in love with the sport of skiing. And then over time I realized from a friend, she said, I think you should teach skiing and mm -hmm. the seed was planted. And so my coaching actually started with what I call passing the passion uh -huh. of skiing onto others. Oh, wow. And when I realized that I just, I loved skiing and I loved passing that passion but then what was really interesting is as I did end up following that as a career after college, I turned down a corporate job opportunity to go ski instruct uh -huh. that while I was out on the, um, the slopes of Aspen, Colorado, I enjoyed the stories of people on the chairlifts uh -huh. in between. And then I didn't learn about the whole idea of coaching, business coaching, executive coaching, life coaching until my next career shift. When I actually started, um, I ended up going into real estate mm -hmm. and inside of my real estate company, they had an executive coach that we got to meet up with and he would have like quarterly seminars. And, mm -hmm. and I was so enthralled with what he was teaching and guiding us in. And then I remember vividly one day sitting there going, I don't want to do real estate. It's just like, you know, the ski instructing, it's only a segment of what I get to 
um, get to experience, get to be a part of in people's lives, what he's doing is helping people with the whole of who they are. And that's when I was like, that's what I want to do. And, and I was just hot on the trail since that my passion turned into passing the passion of life on to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great, actually. And uh, just to mention, actually, I'm a terrible skier. So <laughs> I think I need to take some coaching from you. Ah! <laughs> yeah, so I tried it and I failed like terribly, like, you know, I just enjoyed failing down rather than, you know, actually doing the skiing because it was my first time and uh, it was like, you know, they did not give me the sticks. So it was kind of a terrible experience for me to, to be a beginner and, you know, doing it without having those uh, kind of uh, sticks which can support you. Yeah. So, but it was fun. <laughs> Yeah, it is a challenging sport. I mean, there's a reason. And then same with life. There's a reason that coaching is there. Uh There's a reason we, you know, hire support, receive mentorship to Mm -hmm. move through these things. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's a heck of a lot more fun to ski and to experience life and business when we actually receive support. (laughs) That's true. Thank you so much for sharing. And it is definitely a very interesting career journey and switching in between the fields as well and finding out you know what you really like that is something always comes up with the passion so thank you so much uh, moving towards our next segment is more or about like questions from the audience mm-hmm. so we have two questions uh, under this segment first is why do you think people have regrets in their life and uh, what is your effective strategy to live life with no regrets Oh, I, and I so appreciate this conversation, this question, uh-huh. so we can dive right in and get to the heart of it. I believe the number one reason people have regrets in their life is because they're living under a version or an identity of themselves that's not their honest truth. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's when we, and I'll use myself as an example, when we try, when I try to be something I'm not, when I try to... Um, embody a way of um, functioning or following a career path that like someone else wants for me or when um, you know specific things or or just little things like when I say yes when I mean no or when I say no when I mean yes I believe you know we as human beings regret comes when we essentially abandon ourselves Mm -hmm. and, and abandon that you know, truth inside of us that sometimes, and you know, a lot of times, especially with the big stuff, it can be very much against family expectations, cultural expectations, societal expectations. And it can be really, really challenging. It's like kind of everything's stacked against you. So it's like, you know, understandable Mm -hmm. why we hold back and maybe don't, um, and allow ourselves to be in a regret. Mm-hmm. But then when you get to wake up to the realization, like, I don't have to live that way anymore, mm-hmm. it gets to be so liberating. I mean, that's what I see in all my clients. Like liberation is one of the big words that they say that they gain as a result of our work together because they feel liberated from expectations mm-hmm. that they've put on themselves or they either people have put on them or they feel others are putting on them. That's a whole other conversation, (laughs) but to realize that, you know, the expectation factor 
uh-huh. uh, that it can be so liberating when you go, you know what? That might've been true for me yesterday or the last 10 years. Uh-huh. But it's not true for me today. And uh-huh. here's what is my truth and getting into that space. Uh-huh. And that's where my work is around joy and joy is an acronym to uh-huh. just own you. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. That makes sense, actually. And that is definitely something, you know, uh, you find it along the way as well. Like sometimes you are stuck, but you try to do side hustling and then you get there. So <laughs> thank you so much for sharing. And the idea behind liberation is more over about that, I guess. Um, you always find that approach between how you can manage along with being yourself. So thank you. Uh, one more question that we have under that segment is, what is the biggest obstacle you have overcome in your own life? Oh boy. How much time do we have? Because <laughs> <laughs> really, highlight something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because really like the basis of my work and, you know, I only gave like a really minimal answer in the last one about um, how I, I teach my clients and people and, and live my no regrets life is through honoring your joy, just owning you. But I have a whole process that I utilize um, that I live by called the happiness prism. Mm -hmm. And the happiness prism is a framework and a process that came to me at three major monumental challenging circumstances Mm -hmm. that I experienced in my life. And the first one was when I had depression as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And this actually worked twofold to be honest Mm -hmm. but one of the things about having depression is at the time I was a swimmer Mm -hmm. I um, identified myself as a swimmer and then I dislocated my shoulder had reconstructive surgery and then the doctor said you can't be a swimmer anymore and I was devastated because at the time that's what I saw myself as Mm -hmm. so I lost the lost my identity Mm -hmm. until um, in the darkness of my depression I had an angel come to me in the form of a substitute German teacher. It wasn't even the regular teacher, but one day she said, Hey, Jan, what, what about becoming an exchange student in Germany? And just mm-hmm. everything inside of me lit up to the point of just excitement. And that's when I realized um, play having a playful future to live into is what brought me up into my joy. And it's what brought me actually out of depression. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of my first major circumstances that I've had to face and how I overcame it was by creating a future mm-hmm. that brought me joy to live into. And long story short, I did get the scholarship. I went to Germany um, and never looked back on depression. Depression. I healed myself from antidepressants. Um, and I've never been clinically diagnosed with depression since because I've learned mm-hmm. this is one of the secrets, mm-hmm. secret ingredients to living a joyful, meaningful life. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the, the next experiences that I had was um, in where I said that 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 depression experience actually worked twofold because that's when the doctor also said leg sports. Mm -hmm. And that's where, when I started to get into skiing, I was like, well, I love skiing. I'm going to ski more. And I was like permission to dive into that sport that I was passionate about. So 
mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a side note there. Um, but then another challenging circumstance that I had to overcome was I um, ended up actually following skiing and went and met uh, an amazing man in Australia and got married and his parents were living, um, were in Australia, but we were living in the United States and they had come over to visit us. Uh, and it was a glorious family catch up. And then, um, we sent my in-laws out on a bike ride. And at the time I just remember feeling a heaviness inside. I really want to go on that bike ride with them. And then about an hour later, we got the dreaded phone call that, my mother-in-law had looked the wrong way and she was struck and killed by a car. Mm -hmm. And that was when I woke up to the aspect of the happiness prism of progress, Mm -hmm. which I define as purpose in motion, but Mm -hmm. it was such a devastating experience. And that's when I really identified with this idea of a no regrets life, because there was so much she still didn't get to live. She had already, um, she had only just recently retired. Mm-hmm. And she, we had all these plans and they didn't get to happen. And it was actually that event that was the catalyst to me starting my business. Because at that point I was still working at the real estate company. I knew I wanted to be, become a coach. And I was like, well, life's too short. I got to get on with this. I yeah. got to get out there to share with people. Obviously I'm passionate about people. I'm passionate about people having great lives and realizing that you know, no one has to live in regret. No one has to suffer any longer than necessary. I mean, we're all here and meant to learn through the struggles. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And yet not everybody knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. And not everybody realizes it's, you know, it's part of the process, but you actually do. And I truly believe we mm-hmm. each have visions and desires in our hearts that are meant to be fulfilled professionally and personally. So that was one of my other major experiences and circumstances that I've overcome. And then the third one, which is the third side of the prism happened um, when I, my son was six weeks old then, by the way, he's downstairs. He's a thriving nine-year-old now. So we know the story has a happy ending. And yet we had a cancer scare. He was six weeks old. Uh My daughter was two at the time and we're sitting in the hospital Like I was all alone at that point because I'm a breastfeeding mom and our house is two hours away. And so my husband's home with my daughter Mm -hmm. and it was in that space that I, up until then I was coaching, I was a life coach, but it was in that space in the darkness of the hospital room that I was like, I can't think my way out of this. Up until then, it had been personal growth and thought processes and ontology. And, and it was all the, the practice of, well, change your thoughts and your perspective. But at that point, it was like, help. And that was the first time I really looked up and realized to lean in and, and ask in and, and speak into that, that bigger all consciousness that, you know, some people call God, universe, like this is so not religious. Mm-hmm spiritual, but realizing there's more to us in this life. And, and in that time, I, I leaned back and I asked for help in a way that I never had before. And so that's when I identified this third side of my happiness prism called uh, of peace. And so it was through all these challenging circumstances that I identified what I now call the happiness prism. Mm -hmm. And it was actually the happiness prism that I honored I played and I know this sounds crazy, but I was in the hospital room actually the next morning as a breastfeeding mom, I could order off the menu Uh and I saw that I could order fruit loops 
Uh And that sugary American breakfast cereal that's just so, it's so crazy, but it's so colorful. And I remember through my tears, I was like, I can't order that. That's not nutritional for me. But then a larger part of me came through and said, you are going to order the Fruit Loops and enjoy it. (laughs) Guess what? I ordered the Fruit Loops. I ate the Fruit Loops and I never looked back on that experience. Now, look, I don't order Fruit Loops. I don't think I've had them since. Um, And yet that experience brought me so much joy, even in the challenging, devastating moment Mm -hmm. of being in the hospital, uncertain conditions of my son. Mm -hmm. But I also remember holding true that this isn't how his story ends. This isn't how my story ends as his mother. Mm -hmm. And then I continued to move my way around the happiness prism in which I took quiet time to pray, to meditate, to connect with something more. Mm-hmm. And then I progressed by taking the actions I needed to take, like making the tough decisions with the doctors, what tests to make, um, you know, what things to happen with my son. And then we actually ultimately got out of there after 12 excruciating days of um, uncertainty with a medical mystery diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And even the doctors were saying, we believe he's a medical miracle. We don't know, but we know he's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And so those are a whole slew of uh, challenging yeah. circumstances and ultimately how I've found my way through and forward through them. And, and ultimately the basis of like what I'm up to in this world now is sharing the power of the happiness prism because it's, it's impacting lives everywhere now as people realize like this is a beautiful world. We do get to have a joyful life. And the way and, so, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. no matter how crummy things get, like, there's always a fruit loop moment to be had yeah and there is a way through there is a way through mm-hmm. yep yep so uh, it is more or like the way i would like to take it is that you are always not fearless actually but you always show it's important to show that courage to face the challenges that life you know gives you along the journey of life and uh, just accepting and moving ahead i guess that is the important aspect of it as well so thank you so much for sharing. It was quite interesting to learn more about, you know, your personal side as well. So thank you. And uh, next segment that we have is more over like, you know, relaxation segment or the fun segment. So here, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you three words, which are more or associated with your profile or the career. And you have to just tell me whatever comes to your mind. It can be like a abstract definition or it can be a replacement keyword or uh, you can be creative, you know, uh, after listing all those three words, if you want to summarize something out of those, uh, you can do that as well. So okay. are you ready? Ooh, I'm nervous. But yeah, bring it on. <laughs> no, it is not like very far from your profile. So you should be fine. So first keyword that we have is writing. Writing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, well, what comes to mind actually is poetry. Um, I, I, journaling is a huge part of what I do is of what I've teach, but ultimately I have many books inside of me that will be published in one, in one way or another at some point. Um, but there's also an aspect of me of, of expression of poetry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I find my own 
um, inner guidance comes through in poetry. Mm -hmm. And so that's what came to mind when you said writing in even just this morning, I wrote another poem. Like it's wow, just what comes great. to me <laughs> as a, a, a beautiful download in the morning, but that's what came to me. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And the second word that we have is joy. <laughs> oh my God. More about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, again, how much time do we have, Leisha? Okay. Oh, so, I know. So joy for me, honestly, is the basis of everything. Mm -hmm. It is the basis of everything. I believe it's a divine gift. One mm -hmm. of three. Um, the first divine gift is the gift of life. Mm -hmm. The second divine gift is the gift of joy and happiness. And the third divine gift gift is uh, the gift of self-expression. And I believe all of these are divine gifts and yet they're ours to receive. And when we let ourselves be in joy, because I believe at the core of all of us, we mm -hmm. are beautiful souls that have joy within us. And even if we've been born into really challenging times or find ourselves in dark places, mm -hmm. um, I still believe it's at the core of all of who we are. And joy is the level of consciousness. It's too below enlightenment. It, it goes enlightenment, peace, then joy, but joy is actually above love. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. when we are in joy, mm -hmm. we're more connected. We're more attractive to people and opportunities that are serving that we desire and require. Mm -hmm. We are more imaginative and creative. We're more fun to be around. <laughs> but we're also, the cool thing about joy is we're actually less available to the things that we don't mm -hmm. want in our lives mm -hmm. or yeah. need in our lives. So to me, joy is really the basis of everything of having a meaningful life you know, having meaningful relationships, having an impactful business career expression and being a powerful leader. Yep, I believe that joyful leaders are way more impactful sustainably. Yes. Then we to talk about it actually about the leadership uh, in our last segment. So I will keep it for that. Uh, the third keyword that we have is life. You mentioned already actually a lot more. Life. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I believe it's a gift, a gift to be received. And I believe each one of us gets to receive that gift, you know, in our own way. And it's, it's a personal uh, experience and a journey that we get to have of mm -hmm. what does it mean? What do we want it to mean? And then ultimately, what do we want it to look like when we are at that end of the line, whenever that is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. So, yeah, to me, I, that's what came up first was life is a gift and, and to receive it as best as we can. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing it. And uh, our next segment is about more or exploring a little more about your career work for voluntary. And we have one question under that segment just because of the time limit. So you already spoke a lot about the happiness prism actually. So what happiness means to you and would you like to share more about happiness prism? Yeah, well, I did get to share a lot about the happiness prism, but ultimately for me, happiness is synonymous with joy. I know not everybody has that relationship um, with the words. However, for me, whether you say happiness, whether you say joy, it's all a signpost to something more, as Eckhart Tolle, author, speaker would say, that it's an experience and it's one for us to discover. And so I really believe that what makes me happy and what makes you happy today mm -hmm. won't necessarily be what has you be in your happiness or joy tomorrow. 
But for me, happiness and joy are, are fairly synonymous. But my invitation is always for people to feel into what that means to them. And as far as like the happiness prism process goes, for example, mm-hmm. it is about, it's a framework mm-hmm. and an invitation really for anyone to start to look at, well, gee, what, what brings me joy today? Like what makes me happy today? Mm-hmm. And where can I move forward in my life? Mm-hmm. So as I teach the happiness prism, it is about tapping into that energy of play first, because I, I don't know if you, you meditate or um, where you're at with your relationship with that, but I knew for a long time I wanted to meditate and knew it would be good for me, but I'm a big energy being. And to get me to sit down and relax and tune into meditation was like (laughs) not going to happen. So play is the process of allowing to move through that big energy. And sometimes that big energy can be a challenging time or heaviness or or having uh, emotion, but Mm -hmm. sometimes it can just be a large amount of excitement that needs to be moved through and then moving into peace can be quiet prayer. It can be meditation. It can be something just quiet and tuning into that, that bigger energy. And then progress is about taking that next step. Like, what is that? And sometimes it's a, you know, business thing. Uh, Sometimes it's making a phone call to your mom because you haven't caught up with her in a while. But what I found for me to be fully in my happiness, for me to fully just own me in my joy, when I honor play, peace, and progress on a day-to-day basis, it not only creates miracles like with my son, but it keeps me in really a better version of myself every single day. And that's why I'm such a big you know, advocate for this work that I've been blessed to download because I know this was beyond me that it came to me, mm-hmm. but the idea of, of, of it as being a prism is the fact that like we are beings of light mm-hmm. and it's like the light of ourselves gets to shine through the prism. And then we're optimized to radiate out as our better version selves and radiate out rainbows into the world creating the ripple effects. Yep, yep. Because again, you know, whatever form of leadership we take on, I all believe, I believe we're all leaders. Yep, 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 yep. And when we claim our own leadership, like I get to lead my family from a better space. I have impact on them in a positive way. Mm-hmm. When I'm unconscious, I have impact on them in a negative way. So I want to be conscious in my happiness and create a really a better world for all of us. Yes. Because it's also... It's personal, it's about us, but it's also about others. But then what's really cool is it gets to come back in a ripple effect. Because when I'm a better mom, for example, using that role model as leadership, Mm -hmm. my kids are happier kids and I get the benefit of that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So kind of a long answer, but. (laughs) That's true. But thank you so much for sharing and being elaborative as well. We are moving towards the closure and here I would just like to ask you to summarize any tips or advice to the students who are looking to build their career as a coach or a mentor and grow in that particular area or considering that as their long-term career option. Any quick tip or advice would you like to give to them? The, the big tip I have, you know, first and foremost is own 
that you're a leader, own that you are a mentor, own that you're a teacher, and that no matter where you are at in your journey, you have something to give, you have something to teach. And while you get to continue to grow and evolve and expand in your own ability to lead and mentor, Mm -hmm. there's always something you can share. So to remember your passion for gifting that gift of whatever it is, whether it's the passing the passion of life, passing the passion of business, passing the passion, but to remember that that role as a leader, as a coach, as a mentor is you're really passing a passion on and, and really gifting others the encouragement, the insight, the wisdom that they require to go out and be their best versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. And our last segment is about leadership. You talk a lot about it, actually, that leaders should be joyful. Leaders should be more over like passing this passion. So it's more or like creating more leaders along the side. So uh, what is your leadership style and any specific leader that you always follow or admire and why? <laughs> um, gosh, I would say my leadership is joy, passion, inspiration, encouragement, upliftment. Um, uh-huh. It's just the core of who I am and how I function. Um, a leader that I really look up to is Oprah. As a woman who has paved her path stood in her courage, stood in adversity. And she's always come back to a humble and joyful space about it, but she's also authentic and real. And I think that's one of the other attributes that I would say I embody as well is authenticity. Like my clients know I am an open book. If it's going to be of service, I will share a story. I will share an experience, but that's one thing I appreciate about Oprah as a leader and as a, you know, a strong woman in this world who has defied, you know, all sorts of expectations to create a beautiful impact. And she's also raised her hand to say, Hey, I'm still growing and learning here. So, you know, it's the combination of her strong femininity, honoring her truth, um, being in laughter and joy, being authentic about her journey and it, and being humble as well. I mean, I'm just so um, blown away by time and again. So, yeah. Yep, yep. That's okay. So <laughs> that completely makes sense. Uh, and the qualities that you mentioned as a leader, right? Being inspirational or passing up by the, passing the passion and uh, more or like a joyful leadership style for sustainability. So those are definitely kind of important factors when you think about leadership and kind of a leaders we always look up to. So thank you so much for sharing and being my guest. I should say this, that this is my joyful moment (laughs) being sitting with you and talking with you. So thank you so much for being my guest. Really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I'm an honored, I'm super honored to have been here. And then thank you for your work in the world. I really appreciate how you're demonstrating leadership and inspiring others to their better selves. So thank you for everything you're doing in this world. Thank you so much and take care. Bye. All right. So this is all about Jane and the way she's managing to lead her area of expertise. As we're talking a lot about the joy, happiness, life and everything, um, we are going to close today's episode with a quote from Abraham Lincoln. And the quote says, most folks are as happy as they make up their minds to be. 
so on that code we are closing today's episode see you guys in the next episode until we meet happy leading let's lead together stay safe bye for now